And we're rolling. Rolling, rolling. <laughs> you <laughs> include that, that at now. the beginning. You have, you have to, to cut that now. No, I'll keep it at the beginning, very beginning, and then it'll go into the theme tune. Hello and welcome to episode number two of Tabletop Talks, presented by Cooperative Cardboard. Yeah. My name is Josh. And my name is Katie. And today we are going to be discussing the iconic game, Talisman. Yeah, one of our, one of our favourites, I think. Yeah, definitely one that's had a lot of play over yeah, the past couple of years. It's hit the table a lot. Yeah, it definitely has hit the table a lot. It's one of the few that we've... We have more than one expansion for. Yeah. Um, we do expand our games, but generally we stick it to about one or two. Yeah. Talisman's gone a little bit further than that. Yeah. Um, and it's been played with <clears throat> groups of, of so many different characters. Yeah, exactly. It's been a lot of uh, a lot of times just me and you playing and then also cracking it out. We've got a few people over with some food and beer. Yeah. Quite a good one for that. Yeah, it's a really good gateway type of game mm. i would have said i don't particularly like the term gateway but it's it's a good gateway game mm. anyway this is a bit of a weird one to describe uh, as it's gone through so many versions uh originally created by robert harris and first released in 1983 with games workshop and the second edition followed shortly thereafter now the third edition also released through games workshop came in 1994 with the fourth coming in 2007 uh, during this period, it went through many rule changes. The third edition really changed things up, um, and they actually took it all the way back to the second version when they released the fourth edition. In 2008, a revised fourth edition came out, this time through Fantasy Flight Games, and that's the edition that we own. Oh, good. I was going to ask today. you that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> He's thinking, oh, God, what have we got? I was getting there. <laughs> I, was I would just throw you in one. and be, we're going to talk about this one, and you have no idea what's going on. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Now, most recently, the Talisman franchise has parted ways with Fantasy Flight Games, uh, and the IP has appeared under both Pegasus Spiel and USAopoly, uh, two different types of games coming out from them. One is, is a total rebrand uh, under Kingdom Hearts, and the other is a new type of board game using the talisman ip oh yeah what's well, just space for that one yeah indeed yeah we might try that one mm. give it a go it's not too expensive at the moment i'm not sure how well it's done so it might be worth just picking up on the cheap and giving it a bit of a review and see how it goes mm-hmm. yeah cool now <clears throat> more than anything i would describe this game as kind of a stripped down role-playing game mm. so you assume the role of a character archetype Take them on an adventure while growing their attributes, obtaining equipment and spells. Not only that, but at its core, it's still a roll and move game with three areas to move within. Mm, yeah. yeah. So you've got the outer ring, the inner ring, and then you've got the, the sanctum, the middle, Is that what's middle place. The uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called now. Crown of Command. That's the final space, is the mm. Crown of Command, but there is a word where you go through the Veil, the veil of Power portal oh, of yeah. power yeah anyway sorry yeah. just totally derailed oh, you there don't be silly it's fine <laughs> what we'll do is we'll go through a brief rules overview for the game so the rules of the base game very simple really easy to pick up and jump into you get out a few random characters you choose which one you wish to play with determine the first player on your on your turn you roll two six-sided die 
move within the area you are in in either direction and then resolve the actions of the space you land on. Now most of this results in you drawing cards from an encounter deck which contains monsters to fight, items to pick up, events that affect you and the board as a whole. Mm. So on and so forth. The aim of the game is to make it to the very centre space of the game or the crown of command and force all other players to submit to you in what they call the command spell. It's very dramatic. It is very dramatic. Very dramatic yeah, when yeah, you definitely, get there. <laughs> definitely leaning on, on the traditional role-playing sort of archetypes and, and stereotypes, yeah. really, isn't it? Um, which is actually really, really fun. I was reading something, they called it um, sort of a medieval fantasy sort of one. I thought that was kind of quite accurate. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the typical characters you get in there, you know, the, the knight. Mm-hmm. The, the rogue, bard, the yeah. rogue, the thief, the priest, the yeah, monk, the yeah. princess, the prince, all that sort of stuff. The enchantress. Yes, yeah, yeah. The mage. Do we do mage? Do we wizard? I can't remember. Um, now, druid? Sorry. Druid, yeah, druid, druid, druid. Uh, now, you win the game when all other players have lost their health points and you are the only remaining character mm-hmm. on the board. Now, there are different winning conditions. Not in the base game but released through the expansions. You get larger cards that take over the center space Mm -hmm. and dictate the new winning conditions to you. Some of them are quite interesting. Some of them are nightmarish. Um, But they're all worth taking a look at, really, because you can adapt your play style and uh, the play style of the group you're you're with, Mm. depending on the sort of game you want to play. Mixes it up as well. It does. It definitely does, yeah. Something a little different. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, Katie, what sort of player do you think this game is tended towards? Okay, well, I actually wrote notes for this this time. Awesome. I did some did some research, Ooh. sort of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I put for this game anyone who's into like classic fantasy or like D and D and that sort of thing because that's what the game was originally for like a D and D group wasn't it yeah yeah um, stripped down version of it yeah exactly so anyone who likes that sort of i guess like world building if you will like you're this character and you're a knight and you're going around like i like adventure games that sort of style so i popped it on for anyone who likes that sort of thing also pointed out that you do need friends (laughs) you need friends to play this (laughs) Or family members. <laughs> so you can't you can't play on your own. No, there's no solo variant. Yeah, so you need to have at least two players. Um, and it is it gets a lot funnier if you have a few more people in. Yeah, you know, people get turned into tones, you will yep. laugh at them. It's great. <laughs> um, also, the game is quite long. Yes, it is, yeah. So that's depending on, you know, if you're the type of person that will lose interest after a while, you might. It might not be for you. I think it said about 90 minutes for a game, but we've had games last a lot longer than that. Oh, hours. Yeah. Hours and hours. Um, yeah. You, you definitely need to be prepared to carve out a chunk of time to play the game. Yeah. Um, and also, it relies on the roll of the die. Yes. So there's a lot of chance, a lot of moving around a board, a lot of drawing cards and whatnot. So if you don't like that sort of thing, where there's quite a lot of chance involved, it's not for you. No, I'd avoid it. If if you're the sort of person that hates the luck of the die roll, I would definitely avoid this game. Yeah. I mean, we like it. It's funny, but not everyone agrees. No, no. And you don't really want to put your friends through through something like that yeah. if it's going to be absolutely hell for them because they're just not going to enjoy 
how yeah. random and luck orientated. I love it, can it though. Be. I I think that's hilarious. I think it is as well, and I, I but think it does. It's not for everyone. No, I think it does tend itself towards people who enjoy role playing games more because you have that random chance mm. element and luck in role playing games. Yeah. Um. So it's definitely something that they would mm. pick up on faster. Yeah. Than someone else, I think. Oh, it's me again. It is you again. Whoops. Okay. <laughs> so this is where we just let you guys know why we purchased this or why we started playing this particular game, just so you know what made us go for it. Yep. So in this instance, we originally played a game called Relic, which is based on the mechanisms of the game Talisman, but it's based in the Warhammer universe. Yeah. So we kept playing that game, even though I'm not a fan of Warhammer, you're not a fan of Warhammer. Um... <laughs> So Josh did some research and found out that actually Talisman exists. So he bought it for me for my birthday, didn't you? And we played the hell out of it, I think, on that birthday. Uh, other way around, you bought it for my birthday. I don't know, I thought I owned it. No, you bought it for me. It's going to be hard when we get divorced. Yeah, might happen after this episode. Yeah, it might do. <laughs> Okie dokie, so we're just going to sort of launch into the artwork section now, really. Uh, we tend to do this on each episode just to explore the different themes and artwork that we have in on each of the games that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mean, the artwork for, for the box art on this is rather epic. You've got this giant red dragon roaring up over over a cliff, trying to fight a knight with the other characters all rushing to his aid. And it's all kind of designed like an epic D&D manual almost. Yeah. Um, it does look really attractive, to be fair. It's it's really, really good artwork. Uh, quite a Quite a classic style in terms of the fantasy artwork, but it really really portrays the mood of the game, I think. Yeah, I love all the the cards and whatnot, the fact that they are, like, classic fantasy, like mm. said before, like medieval fantasy sort of vibe. Um, yeah, no, I think it all goes really well. And they all work together as well. It's all yes, very yeah, consistent. Yeah. yeah, it's all tied Which I in. like. <laughs> yeah, me too, absolutely. Uh, the figures are all, um, you know, 3D plastic uh, figures as well they do look really good mm. as they're sort of traveling around the board i have seen other versions where you just get cardboard with a pop-up stand no i'm not into that no no, no i'm really happy we've got the one no. with the with the plastic figurines no i like it, it looks way way better <laughs> than yeah than just a like cardboard pop-up the amount of times you played it they probably would be a bit broken by now as well. oh yeah definitely definitely and yeah. probably would have been thrown at each other as well can um, i tell you my favorite bit absolutely i love the dice yes yeah. They are gorgeous. I don't know what it is about them. They're right. like golds with like black dots on them, but they're like wavy. Like I don't know. Yeah, like yeah. it's just it, they're just love. They're just beautiful dice. I don't they know really what's are. wrong with me. It's such a weird thing to focus on. Yeah, but, but they every are time really, we play, really nice. Every time we play, I'm like, they're just so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's almost like, should we just replace these dice so we can use these for other things? Because yeah, I just want to use them all just make the me time. happy if they were on there. But they do have the talisman symbol as, as the, as the one, one spot, as well. so it doesn't necessarily yeah. track for other stuff. Mm. But they really are quite gorgeous. The gold coins are well done as well, I, I will say that. And the artwork on the cars, like you said, is yeah. all I love the fancy uh, style. I like the gold coins as well, because mm. when you throw them back in the thing after you've bought something, they make a little chink. They do. Yeah. I don't a know what that always means. <laughs> yeah. Like a little, a little bag of gold. Little chink. <laughs> um, and the, uh, so you track your lives and your mm-hmm. additional 
stat points using these cute little cones as well. Mm. I mean, I'm constantly knocking them over. Yes. All the damn time, but I love them. Yes. I don't know why. It's just such a fun little way. Like, well, how many cones have you got? I need a blue cone. Someone get me a blue cone. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, in terms of the, the sort of game aesthetics, the cones don't necessarily follow along with everything else mm. um but that's a the, good easy way of tracking it is and at the time it was absolutely the best way for them to do it <clears throat> and they've sort of kept it throughout as as a staple of the game yeah i like um, it <laughs> in in relic they had sort of points trackers that oh you, they did yeah around didn't and they? they were they were really good to be fair um and because relic is obviously set in the the 40k universe is sort of a, a space age kind of uh feel yeah. it does feel like a kind of a tech tree yeah, turning the dials yeah. and stuff. So that worked really well for that. I do love a good dial. I do. We were as playing well. a game recently where, to begin with, we set up loads of dials, and I was like, "This yeah. is great. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking forward to using these dials." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, we only got to use one, but still, yeah, still, it was it's our first game round of, of that game. It's game, yeah, it's game of progress. We're, we're going to do a review of that maybe sometime. Now we're moving on to a section that we call Katie's interesting facts. Katie's interesting facts. So. I think I did some I did some proper research on this, and this is not just going to me going to ramble on about King Ludwig, <laughs> who I can now pronounce properly. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I'm just going to mention him every episode. <laughs> in the correct. In the correct thing, because I started reading a book on him, and it told me how to pronounce everything, and I was like, oh my god! In that last podcast, I just pronounced it wrong every single time, every single time. Uh, anyway, talk about later. <laughs> so. I think uh, Josh covered a little bit of this. So, I apologise. No, that's fine. So it's originally created by Robert Harris, but it was created for the amusement of his friends, who he was part of a D&D group with. Mm-hmm. And the original objective was to become the prefect at an all-boys school. Yep. So he then moved the game to a fantasy theme, um, and it was originally called Necromancer. Oh, okay. That's what he started off calling it. Oh, okay. And so instead of having the crown of command, the sort of middle bit was called the Necromancer's Isle. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it had a bit of a different... Um, With a darker undertone. Yeah. Um, also been featured on The Big Bang. It has been featured on The yeah, Big Bang. Yeah, they're playing yes, it in yes, one yes, of the episodes, are, yes. apparently. <clears throat> I remember that episode. I know. I'm not a fan of Big Bang. Oh, I think you just said something controversial. Did I? I get some backlash for that. Okay, well... <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, um, there's a PC version of this, mm-hmm. which we've actually played um, with our mate Spud. Spud comes into this a lot. We he does, yeah. We talking about Spud. So we've played it a lot uh, with Spud and Jim, actually, mm-hmm. um, online. And it was it is good. I think we had a few like technical issues with the whole... It kept dropping out signal, didn't it? I think it was more my PC at the time. Yeah, I can cut that one if that's... No, no, it's fine. It's yeah. just, a, you know... Um, but I don't thing... think the game itself is, is uh, flawed. Yeah, think. it's, it's just, just my PC at the time. Uh, okay, so in on the online version... It's pretty much the same, but you can also add in NPCs, yeah, which is kind of cool. But the NPCs do just like constantly attack you. Yes, they so there's you know PvP in here, so you can fight each other if you're on the same space. Mm. I mean, we don't tend to do that when we're just playing two of us because it would get a bit silly. But yes. um, on there, the the characters are really aggressive if you get a, a computer player. Yeah, we kind of house rule it, don't we? I think when we play it, we do, generally don't attack each other unless we've 
unless we have a mission that we have to attack someone yeah we generally just don't attack each other it might be somewhat outside of the spirit of the game perhaps but it increases our enjoyment so we just do it that way so you know yeah house rules are, are valid but I plus it's only, it's only just me and you. Yeah, we're big yeah. on house rules. We like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I've just got one more fact for you. So Robert, who's known as Bob Harris, mm-hmm. he also writes books. Oh, okay. And Didn't he is an author, yeah. Oh, fair enough. So he's got quite a few books. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's Fantasy themed or? I think so from looking at them. I think he had a few like... Actually, do you know what? This is just speculation from what I can remember this morning. <clears throat> he writes books. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> he writes books. He writes books. Look at books. Books good. And we'll move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, those are my interesting facts about Talisman. Fantastic. They were great. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Learned some new stuff. Yeah. Got to know some new stuff. Some of it, a little bit of it I knew. I think the first point I knew. Yeah. Well, um, you told me that originally. I did. I just, cla- I just, I just verified it because yes. I don't trust you. <laughs> uh, and I definitely knew about the Big Bang. Yeah. Um, oh, that was just a little tidbit. But I found the Necromancer uh, part of it. Yeah, interesting, I actually. thought that was quite good. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, also, it was him and his wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, he used to... Well, I don't think she was his wife there, but him and his... I don't know, actually. Again, speculation. He stopped speculating. Because <laughs> it was when they were, like, at college or university. Yeah. Um, when they started a D&D, a D&D group, but it was actually his missus who suggested they start playing D&D. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's, and then, it's, yeah. Okay. It's part so of it's, his fault that he did it. Yeah, so they're both, <laughs> like, thought, a, they're both but... like a team, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. that's quite sweet. Yeah, that's very sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so moving on from the interesting facts, <clears throat> we do this in, in most of our podcasts, that we uh, go on to sort of the space the game takes up. Mm. Uh, I do realise that a lot of people have limited space to play games we're quite blessed i think yeah, in that we have we have a couple of different surfaces that we can play games on uh, and we can accommodate you know four to six players uh, no more than that but yeah we can play most board games i would have said uh, mm-hmm. sometimes at a struggle but we can at least play them so yeah. we, we tend to include this so people know yeah so in terms of the box box is a little bit bigger maybe than average but not mm. too much nothing really to comment on there um, but it is quite a large board when you pull it out. Mm-hmm. So we have a dining room table, as, as Josh said, that fits about six people around it. And it, with the two of us, it's fine. If you have a few more than that, you know, you're looking for places to keep your gold coins and stop other people knocking your cones over and stuff like that. So that's just something to bear in mind. But it's not, ma- it's not, you know, ridiculous. No, I mean it's it's what it's a six fold. <clears throat> I yep. say six fold, six panel board. Um, so it is is larger than average boards, um, not as large as modular boards because mm. they can just stretch on forever, but it is larger than sort of standard boards that you get that are just you know four panel. Um, so it does take up a fair amount of room. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say on that. Now, in terms of the replayability and expansion section, mm. so I mean we've already covered this off really, but there is lots of randomization, lots of luck. Um, and there may be one overall strategy, get to the middle and kill everyone, but it's a total mad rush, ever-changing landscape, always a different character, so you can't yeah. always utilise the same little strategy to get there. Yeah, and be- abilities and exactly, stuff. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, no, no, yeah, it, it's a very valid point, the abilities, we should probably cover that off in a little bit. Mm. Um, so it really does have, I, I feel it has a lot of replayability because no, every time you play it, you yeah. play it in a different way. And you've got a different role to assume. Mm-hmm. So it is, at its core, a role-playing game. 
Um, so yeah, it really does have that that replayability, I believe. Mm. Uh, now there's so many expansions for this game. Yup. Now we own three of them. We own the Sacred Pool, the Firelands, and the Harbinger. <laughs> All horrible <laughs> expansions. I don't know why we started with these. Oh they God. don't expand the board, which some of them do. And they're just they're horrible. generally horrible, especially the Firelands. So we Spud bought me that for my birthday. He bought me the expansion for uh, Firelands for Talisman. We're like, oh, that'll be great. We'll play that. So we started playing it, and it was just everything was on fire. Yeah, everything. Every square was on mm-hmm. fire, and we were like, well, we're probably playing this wrong or whatever. Nope. Nope, just every square's on fire. Yep. So wherever you moved, you lost a life, but it was bloody hilarious. It was. <laughs> we and, had so oh, much fun playing it. Every Everywhere you moved, it was just ridiculous. But hilarious. It really was funny. Um, but yeah, we were just, just, just on fire the entire time. We're just running around screaming, basically, around a board. Yeah. Um, so, you know, because it's until a role-playing game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, until we all died. No one won. We all no died. No one won, yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you can visualise it, it's basically just a mage, a knight, and an archer just running, screaming around a, a, a town, just screaming, I'm on fire until <laughs> they die. That's what we did for an hour. Yeah. Um, and it was fantastic. It was good. To, we had a great time. We did. We actually really enjoyed it. It was really <laughs> stupid, but it was a really fun time. Um, but in terms of the total expansions, there are 14 expansions Whoa. for Talisman. So it's a huge amount of expansions. And, and, you know, you can chop and change which ones you, you, you know, yeah. put within the board. So there is a huge replayability factor with this game i think yeah absolutely I def- huge i definitely agree with that now you mentioned abilities and i didn't cover it off earlier but we're just going to cover it off now because we may as well mm. so as i said earlier you you take on a role of a character and that's the character that you then take for adventuring and increasing their stats and getting new weapons and whatnot but along with that you start with a list of abilities mm-hmm. ranges from one to i think about four is the maximum you get on a character sheet Three or four? I can't remember. Yeah. And they totally change the way that you play the game. Um, I'm trying to think of proper examples right now. Most recently I played as the Bard. Mm-hmm. And the Bard's ability was to charm animals. So if I come across an animal, instead of fighting him, I can charm him. And then that animal follows me around for the rest of the game and I use him in fights. Mm. I think last time I was the warrior and I had I could have two weapons instead of having one weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and <clears throat> there are endless possibilities, obviously, because there are 14 expansions, and with each expansion comes new players mm-hmm. and new characters. So there's just a huge host of abilities, and it really does change the way that you play the game, I think. Yeah, I definitely yeah. definitely agree with the um, replayability and expansions. Make, mm. it, make it huge on this one, definitely. Okay. And even just the randomness of each game. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, we have one game where you were a toad... Oh, for half, about 90% of the Yeah, half the game, game, at least. Yeah. Josh was a toad. <clears throat> and when you're a toad, you can only move one space at a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a great... I think I, I'm fairly certain I won that round. Oh, you absolutely did. <laughs> um, much like our, our previous podcast, uh, you probably had about 90% wins on Talisman. I love Talisman. The most... I, th- I think the, the recent games we've played, we've played two games of late, and I think I've won both. Mm-hmm. But it's quite a rare yeah. occurrence for me to win those games. I think I've just lucked out with the character, just you have towards out. my gameplay. Yeah. And I've just 
manage to blitz through and, and get straight to the middle ring. Mm. Yeah. So, you forgot one of the rounds, Josh. Well, th- that's this round's coming up next. Oh, is it? Okay. I forgot to put it on my script. All oh, right. Hands held high, I forgot to put it on my script. But as soon as we launched into it, I thought, oh no, I forgot to put it on the goddamn <laughs> script. It's my favourite section. It is, and it's a section we came up with on the spot last last time. And it's, how likely are you to kill your friends, and with what method would you utilise? Okay. So, can we have some, like, heavy music to introduce this section? I'll get some dramatic. Get some dramatic. Cellos and whatnot going, I won't do it. No, I meant Kringer and the Battlecats. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just meant a little bit of death metal, just to introduce this. Oh, they've got one that does do that, really. Yeah, alright, cool. Do that. Add that in. So... There's a few factors that play into here. So, yeah. first off, you've got uh, player versus player fights. So if you land mm. on the same square as someone else, you can just try and stab them. Absolutely. Yeah. So, if you're playing with someone who's quite competitive, rather than, you know, me and Josh playing on a Sunday evening <laughs> with a glass <laughs> of wine, um, that can get a bit intense. Yes. Um, so And also, it's not automatic. Someone has to initiate it. So it's yeah. not like you land on the square and you have to fight. Mm-mm. Someone has to be an asshole and start that off. Yeah, and we all be, know yeah, people yeah. like that. <laughs> Spud. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So also, there's other things you can use. Like, you can use spells. So yeah. you can use spell. You can just... Someone can try and do a move and you can just go, nah, and just spell them. Yeah, and obviously, absolutely. there's counter spells and that sort of stuff as well. So it can get a little bit like, you know, you do want to wring the neck of the person next to you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so I think that's what what I here is. It is very, it can be very competitive, Absolutely. which obviously leans itself towards you know anger. I mean, there could be. I think that what did we have last time? We had drink in the face. Yes, drink in the face was our last one, and that was for castles to Mad King Ludwig. Yeah, I think drink because that the only thing that you could do on that one was nick someone else's a tile they were planning on. That's all you could yeah, do. There's or extend or shorten the game. That's yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. it. This one, you can do <clears throat> loads of stuff to yeah. annoy them. So yeah, yeah. you could all target one player. Absolutely. And not just attack them. Yeah. When you attack them, you can also steal their stuff. Yeah. So they may have spent half an hour trying to get a particular mag- magical item. You're the thief. You land on them and go, well, that's my magical item now. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So it's definitely more than a drink in the face. Oh, There's yeah. definitely going to be some could be some board flipping mm-hmm. if you're a really sore loser um i don't think there'll be any physical violence but i don't think i think if you get in a fight over talisman i don't think you'll be talking to each other for a week or two okay i think that's where i'm landing at what do you think okay i, I think i'm gonna base i think i'm gonna base my reaction on playing against the worst type of player yeah and my reaction would be much like in Firelands, to set them on fire. Okay, so you think that this might make you want to set your friends on fire? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Spud in his super competitive mode, I would like to light him on fire. Yeah. We love our friends, but oh, we sometimes do. we want to light them on fire. Absolutely. <laughs> well, just one. Just Spud. Just Spud. All right, so we've gone from... All right, so <laughs> Castles of Mad King Ludwig are... Drink in the face. Yep. Talisman, setting your friends on fire. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. And now we're moving on to the wrap up of this episode. So we're going to do our scores out of six, mm-hmm. which based, of course, upon the six-sided die. Now I've written a four 
Yeah. Because I was in a somewhat bad mood when I was writing my my script out. Um, wow. But we've spoken about this now for for about half an hour, maybe a little bit longer. And actually, it's brought back all the nostalgic memories mm. that I've had of this game. Um, I'm going to give it a five. A five out of six. Are you? I am. Total score, five out of six. Somewhat controversial controversial because this game has sort of split the community in half. Mm. Uh, especially with the roll and move side of things. But I think it's a great game. I'm going to give it five. Final score. Okay. Can we do halves? I'll allow it. No. Yeah. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Fair. So Fair I don't enough. think you were expecting. No, no, I wasn't expecting. I was expecting it to be higher from you. Yeah, You've I'll played tell this game you why. I will tell you why. Go because for it. I really <clears throat> like this game, but it's one of those games where I find you really have to be in the mood. Mm. It's quite a long game, and we have had occasions where we've started playing it, and I've been like, Do you know what, I just can't be bothered anymore. Yes, you that's, are. That's more like me not being in the right frame of mind or whatever. But also, there are other games where I can pick them up whatever, and then, mm. and but this one, I find it a bit more of a slog sometimes. It can be, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I've knocked the half, because I, I would give it a five as well, but I think... Just because of that factor and something that does sort of make me think about that in terms of... Also, this is just my opinion. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I think I'd, I'd give it a f- 4.5 rather than a 5. No, that's fair enough. Absolutely yeah. fair enough. Wish I'd come up with a 0.5 myself. Because yeah. I probably would have dropped that one as well. So well, I thought it deserved 5 or 4. It is too late. I've locked it in. It's a 5. You've locked it in. Come after me, internet. Um... <laughs> <clears throat> But uh, yeah, no, so that's that's nine and a half out of twelve. That's good. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. Not bad at all. Yeah. Alright. No, I like it. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 a good game. We've had a lot of really fun memories playing this game. Mm. Now we're at the end of the show now. Mm-hmm. Again, we've gone on and on for about thirty minutes on, on a single game. Sorry. Oh, that's great. It's fine. That's why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you downloaded this podcast. It's fine. <laughs> Hopefully someone will. Um, and this is the point of the show where we just like to thank people, really, and say goodbye. Yeah. So, you know, thank you, Katie, for joining me today. Thanks, Josh, for being here and not setting me on fire while we play Talisman. Oh, I'd never set you on fire. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You're a very fair player. Drink in the face, maybe? Uh, maybe not on Talisman. <laughs> Um, maybe a different game that you always trounce me at. <laughs> so every game. Yeah. Um, but thank you very much for, for everyone that's listening and everyone that has listened. Um, please subscribe if you can. And, uh, you know, thank you very much for me and Katie and hope you have a really good time. Mm, and who does our music? So Kringer and the Battle Cats do our music. Uh, local band from Manchester. Check them out. They're amazing. Stupid and funny. Uh-huh. Their lead guitarist, Adam, is one of my fondest friends, I would have said. He's I was wondering where you were going with insane. <laughs> but just a fantastic person. And also, I should have done this in episode one, but thank you to Tom Delacour from the podcast That's Life, D-A-T-S Life, for all the advice and guidance you gave when I wanted to set this up so thank you he's a good egg very good egg check them out he's a great artist as well he is
a little doogie there, Tom. Love you lots. And uh, good night, everyone. Bye.